Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Wyvern race. This is part of our race overview series where we go over all the possible player races, and right now we're on the Bestiary 4 races. Wyvern, this dragon-like humanoid brandishes its spear, spreads its wings, and shows its fangs in an angry snarl. These guys, Christian, look really cool, in my humble opinion. Uh, there's several different artistic depictions of them, but I sort of like the one that was in the Advanced Race Guide. These creatures are the result of magical draconic experiments at cross-breeding wyverns and kobolds. Uh, I actually call these guys wy uh, Wervians because the way I first thought they were pronounced and throughout most of Trailblazer Season 1 is how I call them. And then at the end I realized, oh no, these guys are called Wyverns. I'm super bad at this. But Wyverns sound very close to Wyverns, so I think Wervian is better. Take that, Paizo. So a crossbreeding of wyverns and kobolds. Christian, what is a wyvern? So we have already know what kobolds are. We went over them in an earlier race overview. Little lizard people thought uh, the descendants of dragons in a sense, little humanoids. Wyverns are a lot like dragons. The number one aesthetic difference between them being that whereas dragons tend to be quadrupedal and have uh, wings on top of that, a wyvern has legs and then its arm appendages are its wings. Sort of like a bat. Yes. Outside of being aesthetically different, wyverns are typically not as magical or as powerful as dragons. They tend to not be as super intelligent, although they can still be pretty nasty. So as a result in sort of essentially what is, I think, the theme sort of thing, a half-dragon race, the humanoid dragon race. I don't know, it's dragons and then dragons. It's really, you're really just putting two dragons together and getting a different kind of dragon thing. <laughs> Wyverns are fiercely territorial creatures loyal to their kin and tribe and allow no interlopers into their lands without good reason or proper tribute. Each defends its personal property and seeks revenge on any who dare steal from it. Most evil and neutral wyverns primarily concern themselves with expanding their territory and wealth. It's really taking from, I think, the dragon theme there. Many civilized races dismiss wyverns as fast, dumb, selfish brutes. However, a creature who respects the wyverns' rules about their property finds that they make steadfast and loyal allies. Adventuring wyverns often view their companions as clutchmates and are willing to take great risks to protect them. Clutchmates. That's a really, really cool word. I gotta use that. I really picture them like, did you see the movie Jupiter Ascending? No, I did not. Uh, it wasn't the best movie, but it was it was popular because you're really like, oh. selling it on me. They're like, oh man, it's the Coen Brothers. They, these guys made the Matrix. Let's they let's be really cool. And then they decided to make a trilogy into one movie. So of course that went well. Uh, but it was pretty. It was okay, and definitely uh, aesthetically looked really really cool. And one of the creatures in there, they they call them like Sargorns or whatever. They were like, they were exactly like wyverns. They're like sort of crocodile lizard things with awesome wings and they literally wore leather jackets like they were in a biker gang that's what i picture when i picture a wyvern or a, a wervian excuse me if i say wervian i'm just gonna say wervian because it makes me feel better and inside and it's a better person i would like this race a lot better they all had you know signature leather jackets <laughs> that'd be really cool although that goes that goes with any race really but you know what listen it's easy to make leather armor very simple <laughs> but that's what i picture when i picture these guys it's really really cool uh, but let's talk about their stats, what makes them them. Wervians have a reptilian grace and a strong will, but they tend to be a little dim-witted. They get a plus two dex, minus two intelligence, plus two wisdom. So right off the bat, um, not a lot of things benefit from both dex and wisdom. Uh, the only thing that immediately comes to mind is a monk would benefit from those stats. I find it strange that they, they talk about them being brutes, and they in the art they're like these big hulking things, but they don't have a, uh, they don't have a bonus of strength. Yeah, that is interesting, or even Takan. 
Of the decks. I guess it's because you you want to make them have a their fly check to be good off the bat. Wyverns are medium-sized creatures and have a normal 30-foot move speed. They have the dragon type. Christian, what's the dragon type about? Unlike uh, our previous type, we saw the construct type. Dragon doesn't have a lot going for it. Uh, at first I thought I was like, what dragon? They're going to have about all these magical abilities and spell casting. Um, true dragons get that, not the dragon type. Uh, all the dragon type offers the wyvern is 60 foot dark vision and low light vision. They are immune to magical sleep effects and paralysis effects. And if they happen to have natural weapons, they're proficient with them. The rest doesn't really apply. They have to breathe and eat and sleep, and they aren't automatically proficient with any armor. The big thing here being the dark vision and the immunity to sleep and paralysis effects. Which actually isn't technically that powerful. The elf and half-elf races, I think, have the same thing. Or at least they're, they're immune to the magical sleep effects. This just has paralysis on top of it. So in addition to their normal speed, they get a fly speed. Uh, Warbians have dragon-like wings that grant them a fly speed of 30 feet with clumsy maneuverability. Ooh, ow. Clumsy, that's the worst. Yes, that means they have a minus 8 to any fly check they attempt. And again, fly check's not meaning like just to fly, but if you try to do any sort of maneuver, fly straight up, take a 90-degree turn, they get a minus 8, which is pretty hefty. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be using real simple maneuvers. They're, they're, they're champions of the glide and the go. And that's about it. The good thing is, if you have them to spare, which generally you won't, uh, feats can help you overcome these checks very easily. There's feats like hover and things that make it so you don't have to make these difficult checks, especially since it's a little bit difficult for a clumsy maneuverability speed. But we, we've talked a lot about it, so we won't really mention it too much now and repeat what we said, but fly speed is very powerful. Waverins speak common and draconic off the bat. If they get a high intelligence score, they could choose from the following languages. Dwarven, Elven, Gnome, Goblin, and Orc. I like that they get both. That way they can talk to mom and dad. Which is good, because it's another race that gets a minus two to intelligence, so for them to get that extra language that they didn't have in would be pretty difficult. And actually, not to talk to mom and dad, that's weird actually now that you mentioned that, because I'm pretty sure Waverns don't speak common, and Kobolds, by default, I believe, don't speak common. Well, I figured that most Kobolds speak common, but I guess it's just because I think most Kobolds is player characters that are going to pick common. So I find that's a little weird. I like it, personally. I, I like not having to force my players to invest to speak to everyone else mm-hmm. um, but it, it's a little i find it a little strange and if you're thinking well i'm not i don't have to put four points in intelligence to get common i can put one point in linguistics with a minus two intelligence my skill points are at a premium especially if i'm picking a class where i don't get a lot of skill points or class skills they get dark vision 60 feet and uh low light vision which you mentioned as part of their dragon type waverins have a slapping tail they have a tail attack they can use only to make attacks of opportunity this tail attack deals 1d8 points of damage plus the waver and strength modifier. I like that. What a neat way to give them a tail that they can attack with but not make it, you know, just a free attack every turn. Yeah, it's definitely really cool. And the picture's more than just like a bouncing tail or a short tail. It's a long, I sort of picture a long tail that'll like drag on the ground and stuff. And that makes up our, our Wervians. Christian, how do you feel about them? They're okay. Um, they're, they're the requisite dragon race. Everyone likes to play a dragon race of some kind. It's kind of like one of those staples of role-playing games of these mm-hmm. fantasy settings. And we even see in 4th uh, edition, 5th edition D&D that they just made Dragonborn, uh, or whatever it's called, just a race in the standard races that a lot of people flock to. Um, Wyverns, I think they're kind of interesting. Um... They're not what I'd expect. Uh, like I said, they have a strange stat distribution. 
they have a really, really clumsy fly speed, which is interesting for a, a race with wings. There's not a lot here, honestly. I, I feel like it's not a case of because they have this subtype, because they have a fly speed, they didn't really give them a lot. Which, because their fly speed's so ba- bad, I really wish that they got a little bit more. What I find interesting is the the lore behind them. The the default bestiary entry for the wyvern is actually an inquisitor. I, I honestly, I feel like they're just all right. Nothing really grabs me. We have other races that can fly. Um, they're not too powerful, though. I think this is the most well-balanced race that can fly. Uh, this is the one that I wouldn't really have much reservations of someone just picking this race. Like, uh, unlike the other bestiary races, this one doesn't scream to me like, please talk to me before picking this, although I, I would still like you to. It's not that powerful. This is nowhere near the level of Kasatha. Nowhere near the level of Gathlins. Uh, they're they're kind of just okay they're, they're well balanced which i appreciate i agree wholeheartedly um i think that i mean i can tell you the reason i picked them is because i wanted that visual of a draconic sort of humanoid race uh i totally wanted to like throw them in leather jackets and stuff and, and do that really just you know stealing it from jupiter rising and but you're totally right i think it's important to note though that your your fly check it talks about sort of advanced maneuvers. You could still do a general fly, sort of going up at an angle and continuing to move. You don't need to make any sort of fly checks. It's trying to stop and hover or to do all other little tricks that you need to make the checks for. So you can still do normal standard flying stuff and not worry about your clumsy maneuverability being a problem. Uh, your fly speed is still is 30 feet, which isn't gross. So I'm, I'm with you, Christian. These guys, are I think, are fairly well-balanced, and it's not just like, by picking this race, I am crushing the competition. Just to give examples of something you have to make a fly check for, um, if you're using your wings and take damage while flying, you have to make a DC-10 fly check or lose 10 feet of altitude. For most other races with a fly speed, this isn't much of a problem. They can make that no problem. For the Waverin, they that's going to be really tough for them to do until higher levels. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to also agree with you that you said they're sort of uninteresting there's not a lot here that makes you think yeah dragon race if they didn't tell me they were a dragon race i could read these stats and think all sorts of things yeah they started off with the interesting bit of them being magical experiments but i feel like there's not a lot done with that it doesn't really play into their beliefs they don't really have any motivations in regarding to that like what do they do um like, they talk about how they defend their personal property, but not much like what what's their goal as a race, which I feel like we're being spoiled by the Whirlwood now because they had such a great backstory. Definitely. Um, but I, I want to know, like, what what is a Wyvern? Where do they hold their alliances to? Two Waverns? Two Kobolds? They're, it says that they lead Kobolds often, which means that they would lean toward evil, most likely. I think they're uninspired, but it does help them be balanced and usable. And it leaves room for you as the player, as the gem, to, to create something interesting about them. That's the Wyvern and the last of the Bestiary 4 races. So we've got two more Bestiaries to go through. Uh, the next one for Bestiary 5 is the Android. This one I've been looking forward to. I have read almost nothing on it. I'm very interested in an Android race. I'm assuming it's going to be uh, our second construct input, but I really haven't read anything, so I don't know. I'm guessing they're going to be partial constructs. I look forward to seeing them, to learning about them. Do you have any experience with Androids? I have never had a player play an Android, no. Well, then it'll be new for both of us. I can't wait to to learn about it and learn about it with you guys. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com. 
or follow us on Twitter at TBlazer Network. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just playing some role-playing games. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can listen to Trailblazers on this very feed. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice, and join us. Alright Christian, you come across an obviously important character to the plot, what do you do? I immediately shoot him in the face. Christian. Hey Danny, do you want to play some D&D tonight? Oh, I can't. My parrot's going to have open heart surgery again. That sucks. Yeah, it's going to be super boring. Hang in there, Danny. She'll pull through. But remember, when you can't play, listen. At Tales from the Lich, we do our best to provide an immersive RPG play session with an ever-expanding library. When you can't play, listen. TalesfromTheLich.com